Good afternoon, and welcome to the Seifer Scoop Podcast. I'm your host, Blaze Seifer. Today we welcome Will Patterson to the podcast, a Division I soccer player for UMass Lowell, and a former co-captain of mine at Concord Carlisle High School, a state champion, a national club semi-finalist, and a varsity captain, Will has earned his fair share of accolades throughout his career. But he wasn't always a star, often failing to make a top team across town and club formats in his early years. Now, hear the scoop from Will as he tells us about how he stayed motivated during these early years, what propels him to success, and a potential professional career that he envisions after college. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Seifer Scoop podcast. I'm your host, Blaze Seifer, and this is the fifth episode of my brand new podcast where we uncover the unique athletic journeys of collegiate athletes. Today, July 29th, we welcome in a super talented player, a former co-captain of mine, and a midfielder for the Division I UMass Lowell men's soccer team. Will, thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm really pumped um, to have you on. So I've had four people on before you, and it was three runners and one baseball player. But obviously, as a soccer guy, I've always kind of wanted to have a soccer player on. So you're able to help me quench that soccer fix. Um, yeah. Let me start by asking you this. Is this your first ever podcast you've, you've been on? Of course. Yeah, I'm very excited. So there's, there's uh, at the high school, there's that WIQH thing. And mm-hmm. I know um, some, like, sometimes they've had soccer players on, but I think that was more like the year before us. This kid, Aiden, ran a show about the soccer team, but he only had like, oh, yeah because he's biased, whatever, he should have had us on. Anyway, um, okay, so my second question will be, do you listen to any podcasts, um, just out of curiosity? Um, not sports-related, but Joe Rogan, you can't go wrong with. Yeah, okay. Yeah, he's um, a king cool. podcasts. <laughs> um, well, anyway, let's get into it. I'm sure your story is going to really inspire our listeners. Um, so my first question is is taken way back. So when and why did you first start playing soccer? Do you do you remember? Uh, as long as I could remember, I was playing soccer. It was my dad really who wanted me to play because when he was younger, he didn't get to play, and he got he broke his leg really badly. And I just come from well, the two like kind of nationalities that I come from, Scotland and France, are really like soccer oriented. I played baseball for a little bit, but my parents just told me I had to quit because they hated it. <laughs> so I pretty much was put into soccer, but I'm really glad I made that decision. Yeah. Um, you're, like, what was the first team you're on? Was it like an in-town team in Carlisle? Or, or yeah, you- it was like the Pee Wee Nets, you know, like yeah. kids like Theo, you know, Theo, Zach, Bobby, those type oh, yeah. of kids. There's, yeah. there's some players from Carlisle, like the Bobbies and um, – there's this kid, Kai, who has since moved to yeah. Chicago, and this kid, yeah. Andre, Andrea, and Christian. There's some, a lot of old, like, Carlisle soccer players, who A lot of them moved on, but you had that group of, of Theo and Zach. Um, so, in your early days, like, did you – was it love at first sight? Like, did you, did you want to come back every year, or was it tough to hang on? In my middle school years, it was tough. I mean, I wasn't – I was definitely a late developer. As, long, as far as like skill wise and even like size and like physicality. So middle school, when I was on bad teams, whenever I tried out, I wouldn't make a good team. It was really hard to stick with it. And I just, I started to hate it a little bit, but I didn't want to 
disappoint my parents. And I was at one point I was thinking of like quitting and trying another sport because I was really just losing my motivation for it. But when high school rolled around, that's when it really like we just had such a good group of like kids and all my friends played. But it was just a momentary thing where it was like I was just being like I was frustrated and I wasn't having fun and I'm like, why am I even doing this? But that passed. Yeah, so you you just alluded to like not maybe making all the teams you wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, let's start before we go into high school because obviously high school is really um, complex and it, it was a great four years. But before we get there, let's talk about like your late elementary and middle school days. So you said you started on those like peewee nets and then you started playing travel soccer, right? Yeah. And I mean, it's crazy now looking back to like you're a division one player, but in like middle school, you were not on the top travel team, were you? I know. It was like, I remember it'd be like that dreaded email and I'd be asking my dad every like five minutes if you got an email, you know, with the team lists and the divisions. Yeah. And I can't like describe how crushed I was every time I made the division two team. It was like, you were always on the division one. I was on there for like a year and then I got moved down. But I just like, I don't know. I just didn't make it. And I was very disappointed. And it was, it's, I know it's weird how like I'm playing division one soccer now, but in middle school, I couldn't play that form of division one is like, or elementary middle school. You know, it's, it's strange. I'd be willing to bet that like 95% of us um, division one players were on their top travel team. And it's not like a rip at you. It's just like, actually, if anything, it's kind of a cool nugget that now you're, you're up in the high rank. So I mean, when you were making that second team, you said that you didn't want to disappoint your parents. Was that the main motivation to keep coming back every year? Because it was a few years that you were on the second team. So where did you find that inspiration to just keep going? I don't, it was just my friends, really. Like, at that point, I didn't know how, like, beneficial soccer was as far as, like, socially and, like, even for, like, self-development. I was just, like, I was just playing to be with my friends. But... Yeah, what kept me going was, like, I just wanted to play with my friends, and I wanted, like, I wanted to do something. I didn't want to just, like, be at home all the time, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I totally get that. Um, so so we, we just touched on kind of, like, the or travel soccer side of things. Let's talk about um, GPS, or maybe when you started playing as MPS. How did you – that was your first club you played for, right? And if so, yeah. how did you – what age group did you get into it and what was your first team experience like were you on the first yeah I am um so I had my first year club soccer in seventh grade which is like decently late but I joined like the Carlisle boys that team and it was good I know we were a pretty good team like there's good players like Kyle um Cam was on there Alex McMorrow Ross you know, players like that. But yeah, that's when I really started to develop a lot. And um, it was just like, that's when I started to like, actually become skillful. And like, my play style, it's not like, I'm not very athletic. But like, any coach that I talk to is always talking about my technique and my technicality. And that's where it really developed. And then moving on into stars, which we'll probably get into later, is when I, like, really, really blossomed as a player. But club changed, like, everything. I just got a lot better, a lot quicker. 
had you always wanted to join a club like GPS or was it kind of just like a more spontaneous decision? Like when you joined in seventh grade? Yeah, it was more like my friends were doing it. And then we were like going into high school and I was like, Oh damn, I need to get better. You know, I, and yeah, I just joined based on my friends and later on, it wasn't so much about friends, but about my own development when I really like started to understand the game and like where it could lead me. Yeah. If, if you think, if I were to talk to seventh grade Will right now, what do you think he would have told me his goals were for high school? I mean, did you have goals of being a captain one day? Was that too far out? Did you even have goals of playing collegiately? Like back in middle school, what was kind of your end goal for soccer? And goal for soccer in middle school was just to play for the high school team. What's funny, actually, is that I was, like, cleaning out my room, and I looked at a journal my freshman year when I really started to, like, ramp things up. And I had, like, a letter to myself kind of thing that I wrote down or, like, my goals. And that's when, like, it was kind of crazy seeing because I was, like, just talking about wanting to be a starter on the high school team. And then I have bigger and bigger goals, like, play Division One or like even play professionally which might be a goal of mine but um yeah it's just but in middle school it's just like just playing with my friends I just had a lot of fun like it was a lot of fun you know I'm sure you'd say the same thing oh yeah 100% um okay cool so obviously like you said I think the one phrase that captures that and in no way is it a dig at you but like you were more of a late bloomer in terms of like you weren't always on the top on the top travel team you weren't like always on the top club team. I'm, I know the GPS team was super fun, but what was it? That, it wasn't the top team though, right? Was that like Cavaliers or? Oh, it wasn't the top team, no. It was just a regional team. Okay. And then they made NPL, which I didn't make. So I stayed on that regional team. And then when the age split happened, when they did the birth year, I actually tried out. So there was a bunch of different levels and I tried out. And if I remember correctly, I made the, the worst team out of five what and then i tried out for stars yeah i tried out for stars and i made the top team ecnl <laughs> yeah so that was like if i can point to one moment which changed my entire career it was that yeah no kidding wow um yeah. that yeah that's i've never heard that um all right. Well, anyway, I think that just goes to show kind of, and we'll talk about all your success, but it's nice to have, have that foundation laid out just so that like listeners can know kind of how big of a transition you made. Yeah. Um, let's go into, into, let's see, August of 2015, 2016, our freshman year, we go into tryouts. Did you mm-hmm. think you had a chance to make varsity as a freshman or just what was your goal? Do you remember freshman year? Freshman year, I wasn't thinking about varsity, but I just, everybody, our freshman grade was just like very, very good. So I knew, I knew I would make the freshman team because I knew I was good enough to make it. But I remember when Pavlik, Coach Pavlik, for people who don't know, was the high school varsity coach and he was at the trials and he threw me in with the older kids. And he told me, or he spoke about it at the banquet my senior year, but he said how he purposely threw me into uh, the older kids to see how I'd react and stuff. And he said right then and there, that's when he knew he wanted me to be captain when I was older. I because, and I remember I was like, oh, these kids aren't that good. And like, I've been, my summers in high school 
all I did was train. Like it's all, I was so, it was just all I wanted to do was get better. And I knew that all the other kids I was playing against weren't working as hard as me. There's no way. Yeah. That I, I remember that um, verbatim when he said that, that was awesome. Um, I remember, I mean, I think it's probably the same under the same umbrella, but I remember Pav telling my dad because my public and dad are pretty close. Like they've coached two different, we have two, my brother Deco lines up with Ray Jr. And then Eli with Kai and my dad and Pav have both coached those teams. And I remember when they were coaching once my dad came home and he was like, yeah, Pav was saying he was super impressed by Will because at freshman tryouts, he was like bossing around the seniors. Like he was telling them where to go and stuff. And I just remember that really well too. And he apparently loved that. So you've always had that little bit of confidence then. Yeah. And you think that's, have you always been kind of a confident kid on the soccer field or did that really start to bloom once you put in the work and realize like, I'm just as good as these guys. I can tell them what to do as well. It's not just a one-sided affair. Yeah. Well, you said it pretty well. Like what it stemmed from was I, like, as I said earlier, like I knew I was working harder and I knew that any failure that I like, if I failed to meet my goal, it wouldn't be because I didn't try. And so what I always do, and I hate trying out, but I make, I try and give the impression, even if I'm faking it, I just fake my confidence sometimes. Like freshman year, I was, I was so anxious, but all I did, I just like faked that. I was like confident in talking. And it's like, what are these kids gonna do? Like yell at me, like, I don't care. You know, like I had, I have a pretty like one track mind and I knew that I could make an impression right there, which I actually did. I didn't know how significant it was, but yeah. And especially as I got older and I started to become better, then the confidence really kicked in. And then it's more about being a leader. And it's not about faking the confidence. It's being actually confident, which is like when you're a leader of a team, like your attitude, as you know, like you being captain is infectious, you know, like you could say that like, some of the bad captains that we've had through our high school career were the ones who like their attitude kind of sucked and they just complained a lot. And it's just like, it infects the team. So that's what I learned a lot, like developing through high school. I'm with you. Yeah. Well said. So before we, we move on to eventually when he came, became a varsity player and a captain, I just want to hone in on freshman year a little bit. So you made, I remember we got called up to, Middlesex yeah. to a day of tryouts. Do you remember yeah, that day? Do you remember, like, yeah. were you pumped to, to hear that you were playing? So for those who don't know, I think it was, like, eight of us, eight freshmen, and we, we were playing with all the upperclassmen, an extra day of tryouts. So all the other freshmen were off besides us. Do you remember that day well and how much did it mean to you to be called up? Yeah, I remember that day actually really well. Like, almost everything about it. I remember exactly what we did in the drills. I was, like, really – I was very, very happy you know because we were we were like the best eight freshmen I remember Pavlik who was like this ominous figure at the time when he came up to me he's like do you want to come play tomorrow I was like so happy and but yeah that was a really great day I'm sure you sings yeah I remember who I carpooled with I remember the drills we did I remember he put the, it was freshman verse and it was against like I remember playing like side buyer and a bunch of upperclassmen and like beating them so yeah, I remember that day well too. Yeah. Um, so freshman, how did like freshman year, we were quite a dominant team. Um, we've talked about how good our team was, 
but yeah. how do you think you performed that freshman year? I thought I performed pretty well. I mean, sometimes I look back at my highlight tape freshman year and I could see that I had like, I had skills and stuff and a decent technique, but I lacked kind of like discipline and like, as you get older, everything just gets more, you know, technical and it's not so much about like just hitting a long ball or a through ball. It's about knowing where you are and your body shape and your position. And I thought I played well, like we just had a great team around me. So it was like playing through balls and stuff and assists and a couple goals here and there. But I was I was good, but the development through high school was like it was mainly mental from that point on, you know. Yeah. Um my last question about freshman year is I remember Kyle and Chung and maybe Cam I think it was the three. I think it was yeah. Kyle, Aaron Chung and Cam got called up to the varsity team for playoffs. And me personally, I remember kind of being frustrated because I thought that maybe I was good enough to be amongst those three playing with our team. Did you share a similar sentiment? Yeah, I was actually really disappointed. Like I was very upset, but I kind of used that to work harder. Yeah. And I, I was, just, I was really, I was actually pretty distraught about that. I, Cause I thought like, Oh, I'm not better than those three or like, I just wanted to be the best and I wanted to play with the best at the time. But yeah, I remember that that was pretty brutal. At yeah, that time. I, I remember we. I mean, I, I don't get me wrong. I love Aaron Chung, and it was so cool to watch him play. But he went in on playoffs, and I remember just being in the stands, like watching my teammate get time for varsity, and just being so jealous. And I think I for so too, it was a source of motivation, um, which maybe in the grand scheme of things was good. But like right then and there, as a freshman, it's so cool to be called up and like you, you know be playing with like the. Tuckers and, and Ben Dibble and whoever's on that team. Yeah. Um, okay, so before we go into year two, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about your um, your passion, or I, I don't know if it's a passion, but your dedication to like kind of weight training, eating, and kind of bulking up. Because yeah. I remember freshman year when we'd go to the turfs, you'd have like your Uncle Ben's rice, and you like yeah. started caring about what you're putting in your body, and you started to get pretty jacked. So talk to me before we go into your first year on varsity, kind of about your dedication to that, how that came about, and kind of what it was like. I was just like, it's, I wish I knew what I knew now, but I hadn't really developed. So I was trying so hard to put on like muscle and get bigger, but it just like, it kind of just had to naturally happen. But like, I've been working out since I was 14 and I don't think I've taken a break. Like, for more than two weeks unless I was injured or sick but I really it's like it's so ingrained into my brain now but like I wanted to be bigger and stronger because like at that time when you're a freshman like almost everyone maybe maybe besides like Cam, Marcel and like Bobby, maybe Kyle they're all like physically developed but I wanted to be like that and it's true that adding athleticism to my game and like strength in my legs and like it really helped a lot. But yeah, I was like super dedicated. And I, like I said, I looked through a past journal and I write everything down and all the weights I was doing and like the sets and reps. And it's like, I was pretty like meticulous about it. Yeah. Do you, were you following a plan either um, for your diet or for this lifting or were you kind of just like 
doing whatever you wanted, not really following anything? Diet, not so much. I just tried to eat like a lot and I did like protein powder and stuff, which like didn't really work. But like, I w- it was just about getting a base muscle, like it's just like base muscle, you know, for like any sort of motion. So I do like the simple bench press, bench press and squat. And it was just about like getting a little bit stronger you know dude didn't you make something in your basement maybe i'm wrong maybe that's someone else but what did you where like where did you go to work out yeah i actually my dad built a squat rack downstairs for me but out of wood which is actually i still use it to this day it's really good but yeah and i bought a bench press i bought weights and like like i said in my high school summers like i'd wake up i'd lift i'd go run and then i'd go play like I would do that like every single day, like I swear. And when I was on vacation, I almost like didn't enjoy it because I wanted to like, I was so anxious to get back to work or like to lose what I had. So yeah. Well, so you're. I mean, I think arguably you were like the, like the motivate most motivated in our grade. Then I mean, just based on all of this, what do you think? Is that someone that runs in in the Patterson blood or? How do you think you went from just kind of being a mediocre player growing up to just being this like hyper focused, like very meticulous, doing all the all the right things? Like, where do you think that came from? Was it just this passion for soccer? Yeah, I was passionate for soccer, and also like, I just wanted to like, like gain an identity, and like, I it wasn't necessarily like, oh, I want to be like the jock, blah blah blah, but like. Yeah, I just wanted to work really hard and I liked working hard. And when I worked really hard, like my freshman year, and then I made it my sophomore year, I was like, the most like addicting feeling to me and something I crave so much is when you put in that work and you get the benefits back. It's like the best feeling in the world, at least for me. But yeah, it's just about like, you know, like I read this book called Man's Search for Meaning. And he says, like, the the meaning of life is to find meaning you know and what was really meaningful to me was soccer and being going to the highest level that I could and trying to be better than my teammates and my opponents and that's what was really important yeah love it well said um so you're talking about making that varsity team after all that hard work so going into your sophomore year I assume I mean I think we were all expecting to make varsity take me through how do you, how did you do a tryouts? Cause if you remember, I actually wasn't at tryouts. I had some family matters, but how did you play at tryouts? And then how did Pav tell you, you made the team? Maybe he told all of you guys for yeah. me, it was a little different, but just all in all, take me through tryouts. I played really, really well at tryouts. I was like, just so it's, I like couldn't sleep. I was really nervous. Like, I had the suspicion that I would make it and that a bunch of the sophomores would make it because the numbers kind of lined up pretty well. But I, I didn't really, like, let that get to my head. But I played really, really well. And I was super fit. Like, I was running all summer, obviously. But, yeah, he just came up to us all and was like, all right, you made it, which was kind of, like, anticlimactic. But I remember going back to my family, and they are so proud of me. And I was so happy. It's such a good feeling. Yeah, for sure. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, I remember it was an amazing feeling too, and it was great to be on the team as a sophomore, not only are you playing at a top level, but like 
I mean, maybe this is kind of silly, but it's just kind of cool to be like, say you're on a varsity team as a sophomore and there's limited clout that comes yeah. with that. Not that that should be the main focus, but I'm sure you know what I mean. Um, so our first year, both you and I were kind of riding the bench. To be fair, like there is a huge, I mean, I think physically you were definitely a lot more developed than me, but like comparing a sophomore to like the center mids they have, like a Connor or or fell like they were definitely bigger than us and also have definitely really emphasizes like experience and he loves playing experienced players so as much like as I think technically we might have been on their level or close to it we didn't really get much time was that mm-hmm. do you remember was that tough for you to not I mean I, we both went in against teams like Waltham and stuff but was that tough for you to not get called onto the field too much or did you kind of enjoy that team kind of just in the shadows learning under players like fell no I hated it I, it sucked. Like, I really – I still think I should have played. And there was such, like, a – it created such a divide that, like, when I did go in, I'd be like, oh, my God, here's my only one shot in these five minutes. And then I'd be super nervous. But I feel like I should have played. And in the end, it was – everything worked out. Like, junior and senior year, I played. But, yeah, sophomore year sucked. Like, it kind of took all the fun out of it. And, like – I don't know. I, I feel like I deserved a shot, but to each his own, like it's a coach's decision. Yeah. I, I, I with you on, on some level and another level, I remember being like so nervous to the point where I was like, I almost kind of didn't want to get called in sometimes. And I know that's not like that fighting mindset that I probably should have had, but I remember the sophomore just like kind of being in awe. And I don't know. I definitely, like I said, I think I was on their level technically, but for me personally, and I think that if anything, your kind of stance on this is probably um, more like better than mine. But I remember just kind of being like, let them, I don't know. I kind of just like learning under them for a year, but that's interesting. So on varsity, do you remember, like, was there one kid on that team, maybe as junior or senior who you really looked up to? Cause there were some good dudes on that team. Like, did you have any inspirations, um, upperclassmen inspirations on that team? Yeah, I really liked, I liked Fell. I liked his attitude a lot. He was just, he tried very hard. He was also, he's a skillful player and obviously playing in my position. Um, And you could see that he cared and now he played collegiately and had, or is still having a pretty successful career. But I really liked uh, Royal as well. Also Cam inspired me, even in the, you know, because Cam played our sophomore year when we were sophomores. But Cam wishes, is such a good player. And he tries so hard, and he's just very – he's just a really complete player. And I looked up to him, and when I was, like, working in the summer or, like, playing club, like, he would be in my mind that I was trying to be better than him. Like, he was what I manifested as, like, my competition. But honestly, I'd probably say Cam, even though he's not, like, older than us. I, I, yeah, I was very inspired by him. Yeah, Cam. So Cam started, I remember, as a winger our sophomore year. I think he, he, I remember he had a few nice goals sophomore year. And I mean, eventually he was an All American and, and really just a great player and a great guy. So totally, totally see that. And I remember also being really inspired by him. Um, okay, so that's year two. And before we get into year three, I want to specifically take a minute and focus on club because. I think if I might be wrong, but this was either your first or second year on stars with me, with Theo, Jack Varelli and I, we had like the CC boys, 
remember meeting up at like right next to Teamworks and, and driving all the time together. And that was a fun year. And we actually ended up making it to the um, national tournament in Indianapolis. So talk to me about that. How fun was that? Because that was a pretty big stage. And I know it doesn't feel like it because there's not like a ton of fans there, but that must have been probably the biggest stage you've played on up until that Yeah. Um, yeah, competition-wise, I mean, that was that was great. That was also – it was amazing because it was my first year. And I, like I told you, like I, I tried out for GPS, made the worst team, and I'm like, oh, crap, I need to do something. And just like signed up to try out for Stars made that team and then we're at nationals playing and what's actually kind of funny is that my roommate and my best friend at college jose silva we played him and lost to him in the semifinals. is he on med oval med oval oh. yeah and they crushed us but they, they're really good and he's that. such a good player but <laughs> yeah it's it's kind of a small world type of thing yeah i i was embarrassed in that game i think more than yeah. i've ever been on a soccer field i remember being nutmegs like yeah. 40 yards out then they actually he nutmegs me and then he hits a screamer in yeah. and then alec just said called me off and i was done like it was it was embarrassing but i mean i don't think any of us are expecting to make it to, make it to that semifinals. but that was yeah. a really cool trip and it kept getting extended and i think when all things were start, when all things were said and done, I think it was like a ten day trip or at least a week. Like it was a it was a long time. Yeah. And I remember Theo's dad was kind of our chaperone, and and yeah, that was a great time. So, anyway, that definitely I'm sure that strengthened your um, sort of connection with stars and really made you want to continue. Um, so at that point, you must have just been really happy with kind of how things were going with FC Stars, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, was. I mean, it's, it's hard to complain. Um, okay, last thing before we go into year three, our junior year. Um, my, my question is this, how much, and you already kind of touched on this, but how much did you train outside of organized practices, whether that's with club or with high school, with a ball at your feet? I know you did running and I know you did some strength training, but would you say that outside training with the ball played a big role in your development? Um, and if so, like, was it in your backyard? Were you going to... Um, Banta Davis by yourself, or what were you doing outside of organized practice? Um, I would definitely like if there was a day that I didn't touch a ball, it was like really rare. So I think that every day I did at least something. Like if it was the like the least amount of stuff I would do was go in my yard and juggle and like do like juggling challenges or like try to get a number. But I'd go to the high school lock or the turf. I'd go to Banta Davis and do like do a bunch of different drills. Like I would always just try and have the ball at my feet. But yeah, I played a lot with like Zach and Theo and we trained a lot together and it was great to have Zach to shoot on. And that's kind of where my shooting technique developed and how I got to be a good shooter. Yeah. But I think like sometimes I stress too much about like getting big and strong and fast, but what I experienced going into college was that all you need to be is just be a good soccer player and that you need that base, you know? Yeah, for sure. Um, all right. Year three, so junior year. And now we start to step up into more of a leadership position and you were a starter. I remember first game of the season, actually away at Weston, you bagged, you bagged your first varsity goal. That was yeah. a pretty cool experience. Eh? Yeah, that was great. That was also, it was like right after summer and I'd been working so hard and I had a really good game 
that time and I was happy to be starting and um yeah it was just a really good feeling it was like finally I'm playing and I'm where I should be yeah um so that year I mean I will say I think as a team we were like nine six and two or we did Mm. not have like a remarkable record by any stretch and I think it was tough I think the the seniors the senior class was very small and now a bunch of us like you were starting and and you hadn't started before and have kind of threw a lot of us in those starting roles. It's not necessarily a fault. It's just that the year above us was weaker in terms of depth. Um, so that was an interesting year. Take me through, though, you did get injured, right? And that must have been really, really tough for you. So talk to me about that injury, when it happened, and how long it sidelined you for. Yeah, so I got injured at one of the final, one of our final regular season games uh, with Bedford. And that was just super frustrating. I I just got like Charlie Horst and fell and then I kept on playing. And then it just felt it felt something felt wrong. You know, when you get actually injured and you're like, oh man, this might be a big deal. But I came off and like my thigh was like a balloon. So I partially tore, almost tore all the way through like my T band. And that was right before uh playoffs. And obviously we won the whole thing and I couldn't play a single minute which sucked and that was like that was like one of the lowest points points in my career because it was really it wasn't like Bedford was like a vital game or anything like that and it was it sucked to get injured at that point in time but kind of made me mature a little bit and like kind of I had to be there for the team and it was it was hard because I wanted I wanted to be like the star and I wanted to like help the team myself personally but it kind of grounded me a bit yeah so I was going to ask you kind of about a silver lining to that um to that injury but you kind of just touched on it how it grounded you and, and made you mature uh and I know that at some point you really hurt your shoulder I wasn't sure on the timeline was that was that after the season and into stars your junior year or when did that whole shoulder thing come about as well yeah I got it was my first shoulder dislocation was yeah junior it was really it sucked because it it was junior year when I got back from the quad and I started having shoulder problems and it kind of went into my senior year too and it just like it was just one of those things where it kept on popping out and dislocating I must have dislocated it like 10 or 11 times but I just didn't want to get the surgery because I'd have to stop playing but yeah, all through senior year, and then after we lost, then I got the surgery. Yeah, so it was kind of like something that was just annoying. Yeah, you you've definitely had your injury struggles, and not that mm-hmm. all at all. It's just, I mean, I know it's tough and it's on you, and it's definitely given you some dark days. Um, at the same time, I know that there are some silver linings. Maybe more so with the um, what was it? Your hamstring? What was the first injury? quad quad okay with your quad maybe your shoulder but um just wanted to briefly touch on that too because i know that definitely i don't want to leave out out that when we're talking about your soccer career as unfortunate as it is um so and and this question in no way is meant to be like mean or condescending and i hope it doesn't come off wrong but Mm -hmm. when we won the state championship our junior year you obviously were a starter on the team when you were healthy you were one of the big dogs on the team when you were healthy and even when you're injured, like you definitely played a role on the sideline too. So 
you know that like if it was a state championship and you were happy, you would have been playing. It's nothing against that. But when we won and when we were running over to that to the fan section when we had won, was there any seed of kind of like sorrow or was there anything that was kind of inhibiting your feeling of joy knowing that unfortunately you had been sidelined like did you really hate that you couldn't say you played in that state final or at that moment was it just all joy yeah there was a little bit I was like it was such a great game too it was like uh, it was a game that I would have loved to play in and I was obviously so happy that we had won it because I was part of it you know and I went through the whole regular season and we got to that point and got a seed. But yeah, no, definitely there was a little part of me where I was like limping over in my sweatpants and I'm like, I just wish things could be different, but I was happy for the team and I kind of had to like look beyond my own ego, you know? Yeah, no, I know. And for anyone, like that's tough, especially as, like I said, as a starter who is sideline knowing that under normal circumstances they would be a huge contributor but just wanted to quickly get your thoughts on that so all right so what we have left is let's talk about senior year and then I want to ask you about recruiting and then your rookie year at UMass thanks again for coming on the show really appreciate it so you were named after that junior year captain at I believe it was the banquet our junior year when Pat named you captain were you expecting to be captain I'm sure the answer is yes but were you expecting me captain? And then if so, how great was it to like finally just hear that verbatim? Like, Will Patterson, you are a captain. Yeah, I was, that was like a really, really proud moment. I was very, I was really, really happy. Um, but I think that I had kind of solidified myself as a sort of leader. And it kind of lined up. It would make sense. I mean, we had a lot of captains that year, but that was like when my dad was like, really really proud of me and I was like I wasn't really expecting it he was happy when I made varsity and he's happy when I play and stuff but it was it was special for him that I was named captain and that that was just like such a great moment between me and my dad yeah that's that's really special um so as a captain now are you modeling your um, sort of your captain nature after a captain you had had in a previous year do you put your own spin on it like Will Patterson as a captain what sort of a captain are you did you like I said did you find inspiration somewhere or did you kind of just do your own thing and were you kind of a very unique guy as a captain uh I I think that when I was younger when I was sophomore and junior the best captains that we had were the ones that lead by example or led by example sorry Um, and that's like the most ideal way to do it. You know, like a captain is someone who's selfless. And like, you think of someone like, if they know like Mark Noble, like he's just like always plays hard. He always, he never complains. He's always trying to pick up the team, but I didn't want to be that like silent captain. Like I'm kind of the type of person that if I have a problem, I'm going to say it and that I'm vocal and I don't mind being in an argument with anyone. But we kind of had an issue that year with a team where we would argue a lot. And I, would, I wasn't expecting it, but I had to be, like, the mediator. Like, we had a couple hotheads on a team, which was, like, kind of unexpected. I'm sure you remember that. Yeah, it, I think it was mostly just – and I remember – I've talked about this so many times. And in no way do I not like talking about it now. But 
I think it was weird for, I mean, our senior class, we had like 21 or 22 kids, senior kids on the team, which is unprecedented, I believe. And I think for a lot of them, it was weird that up until this point through like in town on club, because most of us are on club together, freshman team. And then even as underclassmen on varsity, we were all on the same playing on the same level playing field. And then now all of a sudden senior year, five special guys get to start calling the shots and start telling you what to do. So I think for players on the team who weren't captains, who were seniors, it was really tough for them to all of a sudden feel like they have to obey us. And I think that definitely presented its fair share of difficulties. I know we've had problems with kids talking, you know, when we're trying to close things up after practice and stuff like that. Yeah. And I think that, I mean, it's a little bit of disrespect as well, but I think that's sort of what it boils down to. And it was mm-hmm. tough, I think, for us in some ways. I also remember you, like, I, I was going to talk about this too, because you were definitely not afraid to get into a fight. And if anything, that just kind of is a testament to your passion. But I remember really well a fight you got into with Cam. I think it was after Cambridge. Do you remember that? Um, I remember we were, we were circled up after a game on the upper turfs, like stretching, and you and Cam were in the middle just screaming oh, yeah. at each other. I know. That was one of the – I actually – yeah, I do – was it rainy? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. I do remember that. And it was just – I just uh, – it was kind of those, one of those things where – it's an accumulation of things, you know, it wasn't like, Oh, that game was like unacceptable. Like Cam's an obviously unbelievable player who like, you could argue that like he was the focal point of our team, which made us win, you know, he's such a good goal scorer and he just gets results for the team. But it was one of those things where I didn't agree with him on like the style of which he was trying to lead the team. And I would think that like, he was always complaining and I, it just kind of got to my head and maybe I should have done it in private, but I also felt like when you argue in front of the entire team and you have that culture of that, you can like fight things out and stuff and that you can get over it. Like that's what Cam and I argued, but then after we made up and we're like, we both want the same thing. We want to win. And we had a terrible game. And we were both really upset. But at the end of the day, Cam and I are both, we both are very competitive and we want to win, you know. Yeah, well said. Um, and I, like I said, if anything, it's just a testament to kind of both of your your passions for, for the game and not afraid to, to back down and, and what you, and what, in terms of what you believe in. Um, so what would you say was, this is, uh, like you have to hone down here, but what do you think was your favorite moment from, your senior season as a captain if you had a point it could be a game it could be a moment anything um for the senior season I couldn't really name one to be honest I'd say I just really enjoyed it like I liked seeing the young guys on the team too and it was really special and what's kind of weird is that maybe one of my favorite moments was maybe like losing and the with our final game because it was kind of like I had I had I was gonna commit and I knew where I was gonna go and it was like my last game with like you know like my best friends and it was weird and I was crying and I went home to my parents and it was just like that's like the last game I'll ever play with like Theo or like or Zach and it's like 
those are the kids that I trained with to get to the point where I was. So it's like kind of, it's obviously a more bitter moment, but there was that, there was that sense of like full circle, like this is the end. Yeah, you know? and it was kind of we were moment. that upset just shows how much we'd put into it too. I, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, um, I, there's, a, <laughs> there's an infamous photo of you that some idiot photographer took well, I guess I know exactly oh, yeah. that picture of you just yeah. being there, like kind of um, just bowing your head, just like super, I mean, it was, the rain was pouring down. It was, a, it was a tough, that was one of my tough, lowest moments. And at the same time though, like, I, like you were saying, it was almost like in a weird way, positive too. And that like, it, the fact that we were so sad, like you see us beating a team like Bolat or Boston Line Academy, not Bo, Boston, Boston Academy, or I think we played Salem and after the game they're like laughing they're going on the bus like it yeah like for us we were the fact that we were that upset I think is also just shows how much we put into it um anyway okay so I'm gonna ask you this question about we've just been talking about Matt that Masco game a little bit what do you think went wrong in that game against Masco you can talk about the conditions for probably like 10 minutes like the conditions for that game were terrible the ball was terrible, but the at the end of the day, it was just one of those games that's a coin flip, and I think that our formation was all wrong. I think that the formation and the tactics, and we couldn't move the ball, and we, it was just like it was a game of set pieces and of drop balls, you know. Yeah, what and they obviously won off. Sorry, what was that? What would you have changed the formation to? I think we were in a four-three-three. I could be wrong. I think we were in a 4-3-3, but I think they had four in the midfield and we had three. I, I, and I remember specifically being like locked up all game. Like there's a guy on my back and we just, I felt like we needed more width, if anything. Yeah, I know. I could talk about that game forever and there's so many different like nuances and stuff we could expand on. But I agree. I think, I'm, and I'm not pointing out any of the coaching staff, like, I'm not trying to do that, but I definitely yeah. think maybe we could have switched it up at some point, too. And Cam got injured, and we finished the game, and I love him to death, but we finished the game with, like, Hugh Easton at center back. Yeah. And, and it was just a lot of people got injured, and it was weird. Um, yeah, I, I don't want to talk too much more about that, but I just wanted to briefly get your thoughts. So yeah. talk to me. Let's go into recruiting now. You close up your career as a CC soccer player. You obviously – probably achieved more than maybe your seventh grade self thought. Um, so that in and of itself is an achievement, but you're going to go on and continue to do even bigger and better things. So I know at that point where we are kind of um, chronologically, you had already committed to UMass Lowell, or at least you were talking to them. Yeah. But I want you to take a step back and talk to me about the schools that were recruiting, to, recruiting you and the schools you reached out to and when you first started, were there any front runners with UMass Lowell on your list? How did they come up? Just kind of talk to me about the whole recruiting process for you. I had like a pretty weird, unique recruiting process because I don't think you know this either, but my junior year of club season, I came back at only the end because through the winter, I had this really strange condition where I had actually a tumor in my nose and I was out of school for like two months I was in and out of the hospital and they had to remove the tumor but what that meant obviously I was like in it was like the worst time of my life but I couldn't play during my junior club season 
so a lot of schools stopped talking to me like i remember there were three or four division one schools who they were emailing me and like why weren't you at the tournament and i didn't well it was kind of a mistake but i i didn't want to tell them that i had this condition and that like a cancerous tumor in my face so that was like it was pretty it was it threw a huge wrench in all my recruiting like i was talking to schools out in california and new york and stuff but as far as after that when I started playing again and then there was more coaches, I had a couple division two, a couple division one, and probably like eight or nine division three schools. But that whole, um, the whole period with the tumor was just like, it just messed everything up. Well, not everything. Cause I ended up on my feet, but at the time I felt like that. Yeah. I actually didn't know that. And I'm sorry. I know this is a belated apology, but that, that really stinks. Um, how did you – so you went – you were talking to me last night, a pickup about this recruiting visit you went on at Stonehill, and, and I'm not asking you to, to kind of go into detail about that, but you went to some schools for sure on some official visits and you just didn't really get the vibe that you were maybe hoping for. Did it all click when you first visited UMass Lowell? Like, was it love at first sight? Well, I obviously knew the head coach because he was my um, stars coach, and I really uh, – the schools that I was considering the most and that I really wanted to go to, it honestly all came down to the coach. And it was the coach who I wanted the feeling that they wanted me. And there was a couple places that were like, yeah, you can come and you can come play. But Christian, like Figueroa, who's a head coach of UMass Lowell, he gave me the feeling that I could be successful. And I knew I trusted him, you know, some of these other schools and these coaches like they don't care about me you know and that's that's how it is like they don't maybe they just want you for a roster spot maybe they want you just to like train you know and like with stonehill it came down to the players as well but the coach he didn't inspire me with much confidence and i didn't like the culture there and that's the culture of the team that you're on for maybe my last couple of years of playing soccer it's like i wanted to be somewhere that I enjoyed, you know. So you, when did you officially commit to UMass Lowell then? It was in March. March of your senior year? Yeah. So it was late, but it was, it, it was because of the, um, my condition that made it so late. Yeah. But, and yeah. I remember, or well, there I know that there's a great photo of you on on the gram with Mrs. Frank posing, yeah. signing that letter of intent, or maybe it was a blank sheet of paper. I don't know. Either way, you got it done, it and you signed that letter. Um, so that must have been a great feeling, like going, knowing that you were a Division One soccer player. Like that must have been a whole nother level of like <laughs> you for like you just must felt awesome. Yeah. I was really happy and it was it was a hard decision because I spoke with Pavlik and I spoke with um obviously I don't know how I'm blanking Parado no duh and they had two or three D1 offers and they were really trying to push me towards D3 and it kind of it would it made it a lot harder because I felt like maybe I wasn't good enough to play at that level but I reminded myself that that was my goal and that, you know, I, I didn't need anyone to believe in me besides myself. I, I, 
I back myself a lot and I really wanted to push myself to be at the highest level that I could be. And just signing that letter and saying that as a division one player, it was really, it was like a very special moment. Yeah, that must've been great. So, all right, man, let's, let's talk about UML. Um, and then I'll have a few rapid fire questions for you. And then I'll promise I'll let you go. I know we got pickup later today. Yeah. Um, Let's talk about the biggest difference you notice between collegiate ball and high school. Like, is it just like this hyper, like hyper focus that the players have, or, or what is that difference between high school and college soccer? There is a good amount. Obviously, the speed of play and the technicality, everyone's just better. But what struck me the most and what took me the longest to adapt to was definitely just the speed and the competitiveness. I remember going in like my first week of preseason and I have all these foreign guys like yelling at me, like, like cussing me out. And I was like, I was like, Oh my God, here's what I got myself into. And it took me a while to adjust, but it's the competition and it's everything is so intense. Like, and there's a lot of like arguments and it's like, it's heated, you know, but after like, I love everybody on the team, but after it's like all good and it's just, it's just to play the game at a high level. Yeah. And, and talk to me in more of a silly way about all like the little things too outside of the pitch, like that photo shoot, that must've been pretty cool. Like the yeah. locker room where you finally have a locker room with the team in your own locker and like all this gear and swag and kind of just being able to wear that division one patch on, on your shirt and all this stuff, like all those little amenities must've also been pretty cool. Right. Cause it's definitely a step up from club in high school. Yeah, it was, it's, it was cool. I felt like, especially the photo shoot, I was like, damn, I feel like a professional. But yeah, it was like, especially out of our high school, like I know I was the only one to go to Division One. You could very well argue that Cam could have as well, but he chose a different path or maybe even Kyle. But, you know, Kyle, you should get him on here later. Yeah. But um, yeah, it was definitely really cool. And it was a special feeling just because I had kind of like outstepped my range in that I came out of high school playing high school soccer and I'm playing next to a guy who played two years professional, you know, like I'm from Carlisle Mass and this guy's from Zagreb, Croatia, who played for the youth national team. And it's like, I'm here, you know, like for a reason and I can play with these guys. Yeah, that's epic. Um, Okay, so... Let me, real quick, don't, don't, don't spend too much time with this question, but what was your favorite game, away game or home game? Like, what was the, your best game or favorite game to, to attend that year? Um, it would probably be our, it would probably be our home opener when the, like, the stands were packed and it was just, like, a really good atmosphere. And we got a good result that game as well. But it would probably be that because it was like I saw like some of my new friends in the stands and it was like there was a lot of people and I was like, wow. And it was under the lights and it was just a good, it was like, uh, you know, it was kind of like a setting. Yeah. Setting change. Sure. I'm sure it was pretty dope. Um, And the last thing I'll talk to you about is you were talking to me about this last week and maybe I have some of the details wrong, but I hope the general picture is correct. But did you say you 
you made the team sheet maybe in the spring season against UMass, but then the season got canceled because of COVID. Is, is that along the lines of – Yeah, that's right. It was like we were going to have our first preseason game uh, pretty soon, and I've, I've been playing really, really well in training, and I had good conversations with the coaches, and they were saying how they were very happy and very impressed and how I was going to, like, break into the team – and it was just like a mentality switch and I've also been improving a lot. Um, but yeah, it was, that was disappointing, but also it's good to have that reassurance, but I would have absolutely loved to play the spring and shown, shown what I can do, but we'll just have to wait a little bit longer. Yeah. So that's tough. Cause I mean, it's just completely out of your control. So over yeah. quarantine, have you been doing a lot of zoom calls with the UMass low boys Has Christian put you guys on some sort of, Plan or what's that been like uh yeah there's been a few meetings and stuff I've just been like texting my teammates um our season is suspended so we are where our season's going to be in the spring but I'm moving into um, my apartment in like a week I'm just going to get training with the guys locally obviously we're doing like there's all sorts of regulations but yeah it's it's disappointing that it's suspended but probably for the best and it'll be good to get everyone together and to be training before we play again. Yeah. What are you guys, what are you shooting for individually and as a team in, in year two? What am I shooting for individually? Yeah. In year two. Um, I would definitely try and obviously I want to play. That's a really a base one, but I'd love to start and I'd love to be a guy who's always being called upon. Um, there's good midfielders, but I back myself, and I think that I can be successful if I keep up my my um, my level. But uh, as a team, I'd say, I mean, we made it to the American semifinals, but we weren't on the level of UNH. So if we can get a good result versus UNH, and then we'll see what happens for the playoffs. But yeah, just making the playoffs and then UNH is just like a good benchmark to see where we are as a program. Yeah. Um, my last question before we, we finish up with some rapid fire questions is um, you talked about, you alluded to earlier, maybe wanting or just having an open, open eye to a professional career potentially. Um, talk to me a little bit about that. Is, that. is that something that you can definitely see in the horizon? Yeah, I could see that. Um, I mean, I love playing, and it's great to play as long as I want, potentially. But I was about to play uh, semi-professional this summer, which is obviously a good step lower. But, you know, it's not unrealistic to think that if I have a, grit of a, if I have a good career at UMass Lowell, that playing in America for maybe a couple of years would be on the horizon. You know, it's not like an illustrious career. And normally you don't go too far up, but just being being able to say that a play professional and if I could get to that level would be amazing. Yeah, and, and in terms of professional, what capacity would you envision like a, a USL and MLS? Like what are you shooting for? USL would be a great start. I mean, there's there's USL two, then one, then championship, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So USL one, even USL two, it's all good level stuff. Like we can you see Charlie Booth right now you know he's playing at a good level and he's a great player but yeah MLS would be great too and I wouldn't mind playing somewhere foreign in the lower leagues like that'd be a cool experience yeah love it dude 
Keep shooting for it. Um, all right, so let's close here. Rapid fire questions. Don't spend too long thinking about these. Just rattle them off. Favorite goal you've ever scored? Favorite goal I've ever scored would have to be my junior year in club. It was a volley first time outside the box versus NEFC. Love it. On the floor. Yeah. Favorite game you've ever played in? Favorite game? Um, when we played the number one team from California in the ECNL Pennsylvania showcase, and there was like 80 college coaches on the sideline, and I played very well. <laughs> Love yeah. it. Uh, best player you've ever played with? Cam. MD, actually, in high school, Cam MD Jardine. In college, Dennis Petro. Best player you've ever played against? Best player I've ever played against? Maybe you can't name them, but if you can at least pinpoint the team and maybe position. Um, uh, I'm pretty sure his name is Antonio Colacci for UNH. Yeah, he's very good. Number 23, I think. He's very good. Best coach you've ever had uh, in soccer? Um, I'd probably say it was Al Cruikshank because he just changed who I was as a player and my identity. I like Christian a lot, but I just have to give Alec the credit for making me develop like he did. Yeah. Favorite professional player? Oof. <laughs> yeah. Gotta be De Bruyne. Love it. <laughs> Premier League player of the year. All yeah. right, Patty, who's going to win the Champions League this year? Who are you putting your money on? Champions League? I honestly think it's going to be Bayern Munich. I can just see them pulling it out of the bag. Yeah. Who's going to win the Premier League uh, 2021? 2021? It's hard not to say Liverpool or Man City, but I could honestly see Man U. If I they love make, you! <laughs> if they make a good signing for, like, a center back, like, there's their team is so strong. Or left back, maybe. Yeah, we, we need to upgrade left back, center back, and another attacking player. And I also wouldn't mind a bit. I guess really anywhere. But if we get yeah. Sancho and like a Koulibaly, I could, if we get hot, I could see it. Um, I just want money on City, but I can see it. Uh, all right, last question. This is not a rapid fire question, but what are, if you had to talk to, to some younger players out there who are listening, you never know, what are your notes to a player who maybe wants to be a, a varsity? captain one uh one day and, and maybe wants to play collegiately what would like your biggest um sort of suggestions be to those guys um you can always talk about hard work but what i what i've kind of like learned about how to be successful is that you really have to impose yourself and especially when i was younger and i was a little bit shyer and i was kind of scared of uncertainty i just and sometimes I'd be scared to even go to like pick up at the turfs because I was nervous that I played badly, but you have to impose yourself and you have to put yourself out there. And it's not just about like going to play with other people. It's about pushing yourself and not being afraid to mess up because I've made plenty of mistakes and my path hasn't been straight at all. And it's not like I'm just like this golden player. Like you can, you can say, and as you've heard in the podcast that, I wasn't always successful, but it's about working harder than the guy next to you. That's what I'd say. Yeah. Well, well, you're an inspiration and you got a bright future head. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you. I loved it. So ladies and gentlemen, this has been Blaze Seifer of the Seifer Scoop podcast here with Will Patterson of UMass Lowell Men's Soccer. 
coming to you with the fifth episode of the Seaver Scoop podcast. We're coming to you soon. We have a special guest called Silas Grimalia. He's on the swim and dive team at Colby College, and he'll be talking to us. But for now, I'm leaving you. Blaise for Will Patterson. We'll talk to you soon.